When Russia sanctioned itself this week by banning the import of most food items from the West, it was Putin who ordered it, Medvedev who announced it. It reminded me of a huge Moscow rally of the United Russia Political Party in September 2011, which was addressed first by then-Russian President Dmitry Medvedev and by then-Russian Prime Minister Vladimir Putin. Наконец, я предлагаю определиться с еще одним очень важным вопросом, который, конечно, волнует партию всех наших людей, которые следят за политикой. Я имею в виду определиться с кандидатурой на должность президента страны. Я считаю, что было бы правильно, чтобы съезд поддержал кандидатуру председателя партии Владимира Путина на должность президента страны. Уверен, что Единая Россия победит, и опираясь на общенародную поддержку, Дмитрий Анатольевич сможет создать новую, эффективно функционирующую, молодую, энергичную управленческую команду, возглавит правительство Российской Федерации для того, чтобы продолжить работу по модернизации всех сторон нашей жизни. Спасибо большое за внимание. You have just been listening to a uniquely Russian moment. Ten to eleven thousand members of the Russian ruling party have just been given the result of next year's presidential election six months before the election takes place. What did you hear? You first heard Russian President Dmitry Medvedev telling the huge indoor rally of the United Russia Party that he will be the first president under the present post-Soviet Russian constitution not to seek a second term. But he doesn't look at all regretful or unhappy as he suggests that we resolve another important question that concerns the party and all those who follow politics. I mean resolving the candidacy for president of the country. Medvedev smiles to himself as the audience stirs. I think it would be right for the Congress to support the candidacy of party leader Vladimir Putin for president of the country. The audience immediately gets to its feet and roars its approval. The video of this scene cuts to Putin in the sixth row as he waves and then ambles. Putin's distinctive walk really defines the verb to amble. He ambles towards the platform. Putin then proceeds to give an hour-long speech setting out party policies. After the rally is over, the speech is automatically approved as the party's platform for the election. Meanwhile, the video, which you heard before, cuts to the conclusion of Putin's speech as he says, I believe United Russia will win. With the mandate of the people, Dmitry Medvedev will be able to found a new, effectively functioning, young, energetic and focused leadership. The video cuts to President Medvedev back in the sixth row, listening carefully as if he's not completely sure that Putin is going to say what they agreed he would say. To lead the government of the Russian Federation so that work continues in the modernization of all aspects of our lives.
President, soon to be Prime Minister Medvedev, gets to his feet smiling as the audience again roars its approval. Cheekily, Britain's Guardian newspaper suggested that next year's elections should now be cancelled while Saturday's stage-managed announcement that President Medvedev and Prime Minister Putin would be swapping places could have been used in lieu of it, thereby saving Russia time and money. Instead, Russians are stuck with knowing the result of next year's election six months before it takes place and having to pay for the redundant process of affirmation through mock electoral politics. The tendency has been to assert that there is only one voter in Russian elections and Putin is that voter. But that wasn't always the assumption in the last few months, as speculation over Russia's political future intensified. For many, both at home and abroad, the main question was, would Medvedev seek and get a second presidential term? He had projected a more moderate and more liberal Russian image on the international stage than the harsher, more authoritarian one projected by Putin. This had helped him to negotiate a reset of the Russo-US relationship with the Obama administration after the more tension-filled relationship between George W. Bush and Putin. It was widely assumed that Medvedev would do even better during a second term, and naively it was assumed that Putin would see this to be in Russia's national interest. But this pro-Medvedev calculation tended to ignore the reason why he was president in the first place. Then Prime Minister Medvedev did not go out and persuade the Russian people that he was the leader they needed. Then President Vladimir Putin served two four-year terms from 2000 to 2008, but then came up against two consecutive terms limitation in the Russian constitution. Putin evidently did not want to quickly amend the Russian constitution for his personal advantage, as many dictators might have done. Instead, he sought Medvedev as a stopgap. So on December the 10th, 2007, Putin announced that Prime Minister Medvedev would be the next president, while on December the 11th, 2007, Prime Minister Medvedev urged Putin to become the next prime minister. This was seen as an interim measure at that time, the more so because the one domestic reform Medvedev then advocated and implemented during his presidency was to increase the constitutionally stipulated Russian presidential term from four years to six years. Now, he could have made that change after himself winning a second term. The fact that he made the change during his first term strongly suggested that the change was meant to benefit a re-elected President Putin. So when Putin and Medvedev now claim that all along they were working in tandem, there is actually good reason to believe them, though many critics do not do so. Too often recently, it has been assumed that Putin and Medvedev see themselves as rivals in Russian power politics. But they continue to protest that they are a team. Last Saturday, Putin claimed, quote, I want to say directly, an agreement over what to do in the future was reached between us several years ago, unquote. Medvedev also explained the latest changes by insisting, last Saturday again, what we are recommending to the convention 
that is, Putin to be president, Medvedev to be prime minister, is a deeply thought-out decision. Moreover, we really discussed this possible turn of events at the time when we formed our comradely union. But comradely union is not the same as identical outlook. Identifying where precisely leaders stand in the as-ever murky world of Kremlin politics is never easy. But it would seem that while Medvedev has liberal reformist leanings, Putin is obviously more inclined to the authoritarian approach. Their differing outlooks may well have been the reason why Putin did not consider giving Medvedev a second presidential term right now. Putin could see that Medvedev's aides were expecting their man to gather reformist momentum during his second term. Were that to happen, the United Russia Party might begin to move out of Putin's control and it might well become more difficult for him to subsequently claim back the party leadership and to sustain another authoritarian presidency. But Putin-Medvedev teamwork is sustained because Medvedev is not inclined to currently contest both the issues and the leadership, even though this infuriates some of his more ardent supporters. Medvedev recognises that Putin controls united Russia and almost certainly remains the most popular politician in Russia today. Medvedev's acceptance of second place, while not unconditional, is probably why Putin keeps him on the team and has in the past asserted that he trusts Medvedev. Conversely, Putin's acceptance of Medvedev in second place serves to limit the potential excesses of one-man rule and a slide into traditional Russian dictatorship. I have to admit that this is currently an heretical view. Assertions of Putin-Medvedev teamwork are greeted with a great deal of scepticism both at home and abroad. The overwhelming majority of commentaries and editorials automatically assumed that Putin will win the Russian presidency in the election, which is almost certainly correct since the Russian people are unlikely to try and emulate the uprisings of the Arab Spring. But that overwhelming majority have also assumed that Putin will also win the presidency in 2018 and will thus enjoy a 12-year span in office, 2012 to 2024, by which time Putin will be very nearly 72. It is also widely assumed that Putin will be rivaling Soviet leaders Leonid Brezhnev and Joseph Stalin for his length of residency in the Kremlin. So much so that one Moscow publication got its cartoonist to draw what an aged Putin and the leaders of the 2024 Russian government, including Medvedev, would look like. Another publication printed a digitally anticipated photograph of Putin in 2024, complete with Brezhnev-style bushy eyebrows. No one in Moscow, as far as I could see, stopped to ask a simple question about the Putin-Medvedev team. Just as Putin found a political reason for resuming the presidency in 2012, might he also find a political reason for backing Medvedev's resumption of the presidency in 2018? The tradition of one-man dominance of Russian politics appears to be so strong that no one thinks of dominance by a two-man tandem. I have to admit I initially had only one reason for thinking that the Putin-Medvedev team might be a reality. 
When they spoke to the United Russia gathering last Saturday, as in the recording played at the start of these reflections, Medvedev did not speak like a man who had been completely defeated, while Putin did not speak like a man who was completely victorious. But then came the Kudrin affair concerning Alexei Kudrin, who has been the well-regarded Russian Minister of Finance ever since Putin began his first term in 2000. Kudrin's ministerial longevity was assumed to reflect a close association with Putin. Kudrin obviously made that assumption himself to the extent that he let it be known publicly that he would like to become prime minister. No sooner had Putin announced that Medvedev would be prime minister next March and Kudrin attacked the appointment saying that Medvedev was not competent in economic affairs and he would refuse to continue as finance minister under him. Obviously, Kudrin expected Putin would come to his rescue. Instead, a day or so later, Medvedev took the opportunity to give Kudrin a public dressing down live on Russian television for insubordination and also taking the opportunity to reassert his, Medvedev's, authority. If you have different views on the economic agenda from the president, that is me. You can write me a letter of resignation. You must answer here and now. Will you write the letter? Kudrin escalated the argument, saying he would seek Prime Minister Putin's advice before replying. Medvedev escalated too. You can seek advice from whoever you want, including from the Prime Minister. But while I am President, I will make such decisions. You need to decide quickly. Medvedev need not have worried. A couple of hours later, his press secretary was able to announce that Kudrin had been dismissed by the President with the Prime Minister's approval, as the Constitution required. The government had lost a top technocrat. But the Medvedev-Putin team had withstood a critical test. Medvedev will be making the presidential decisions until May the 7th, 2012, his last day in office, after which he will be making the prime ministerial ones. Чтобы съезд поддержал кандидатуру председателя партии Владимира Путина на должность президента страны. 